Hey, Peter. What's up? You have any hobbies? I do. What's up? I have several hobbies. I like to um, putter around my driveway <laughs> on Saturday mornings. I'm Peter Martin, and you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily Jazz Advice coming at you. Coming at you, brought to you by Open Studio, and today we have a question. This was actually brought to us via text message. That's how close we are with this Hold person. On now. Do we accept those? We do. <laughs> I think we have to, if we know them that well. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead. So Adam Manis' telephone number is... No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, this is from our, our dear friend Rob, and Rob actually asked us a, a question a couple weeks ago that we answered about a musical question, but this was a more interesting thing and Rob and I have played together a little bit and he's you know he's he's uh, he uh, was instrumental in opening the National Blues Museum down here in St. Louis he's a yeah. great guy and uh, we've had some great conversations and he he kind of texted me a link to this New York Times article called in praise of mediocrity and if uh, you can you can find it I would highly suggest and if you if you're below your monthly limit of free articles. Oh, you don't, you don't subscribe? <laughs> I do subscribe, I subscribe actually, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I highly suggest reading the article because it's, uh, of course, it's the New York Times, well-written. It's a, it's a very interesting, thought-provoking piece. But it's the gist of, the gist of it, the gist of it mm-hmm. is that, you know, people uh, shy away from hobbies now more than they used to because of the need to be perfect or great at at anything right you know the pressure to to just be the best even if it's something that you're not a professional at sink or swim baby yeah so i'll I'll just read you um rob's text a little bit uh and he says i don't know if your audience is more serious musicians and serious hobbyists but you might consider a discussion about the joys of being a hobbyist slash enthusiast at a lower level and someone who is trying to just get a little bit better not a criticism at all, but this article made me reflect on that. Also, on reflection, part of what made me do those gigs, we did some gigs a few months back to see if I could hang. Mm-hmm. But I think what he was really, the point of what he was saying is, is could we talk about maybe the role of the not-so-advanced or even someone who wants to become advanced, but just someone who enjoys playing jazz and maybe wants to get a little bit better but is a true hobbyist. I think it's yep. a great point, man, because, you know, he's right. And this article, I think, has a, has, a, has a point about hobbyists and enthusiasts as opposed to people trying to be at the top level. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge – I haven't read the article yet. Uh, thanks for telling me about it 20 seconds before we started recording. You know how we like to prepare around here. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm really excited to read it because it's a, a subject and, and kind of a concept and theme that I'm, I'm really interested in. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in – you know, not only jazz, but anything in the arts and beyond athletics and and many different things of of um, people pursuing something out of their passion for it, regardless of their current skill level. Yeah. What I would see, I mean, like we always want to, you know, it used to be you'd kind of be separated between a professional and a hobbyist. You know, even like equipment. Remember when like audio equipment? Well, that's pro gear. Right. Well, that's hobbyist gear. That right. means it would fall apart if you're using it all the right, time. Right. Or something. Right. Right. Um, but the re- but then we kind of got into this area of well people wanted sort of the best tools because I thought that was going to make them better mm-hmm. and so they would sort of buy up the tools but they didn't necessarily have the passion or the skills and I think the passion is the big thing and when you talk about playing jazz playing music I mean it's such a primal need for all of us to be connected with music that once you know if you have any skill at all in an instrument you're going to feel the draw at some point you know you may not follow it and and i mean how many people after gigs over the years have come up to us 
individually and collectively and, and, and said, oh, I used to play piano. I wish I hundreds, hadn't stopped. Hundreds, yeah. if not thousands. thousands. Yeah, it's got to be. Totally. And, 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 and then you know, how many people have come up to you and said, I kept playing and I'm, I wish that I hadn't. What a waste <laughs> of time. A couple. <laughs> yeah, a couple. <laughs> but but percentage-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that, it, so it really is that, that pull. And I, I think, you know, I mean, so much of what we're involved with in terms of education, I, I look at it as empowering the so-called hobbies. And we never use that word, although no. it's certainly accurate. It's certainly accurate. And I think about the things that are truly hobbies for me. I don't even use them with that because they, like, I'm almost more passionate about my so-called hobbies in a way because I feel like I'm further away from uh, you know, reaching certain thresholds. Yeah. You know, not that I've achieved them all in music, but you know, you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you start figuring out different ways to do it. Whereas when you're so-called hobbies, like for instance, for me, I've been messing around with playing basketball my whole life. I mean, since I was really little yeah. and, um, you know, so in a way I see myself, yeah, as a hobbyist, but I have, you know, I've coached the game, I've played, I'm always like, I guess, trying to get better. But my passion for that is at a very high level. So my, you know, interaction with the game, it doesn't, it's not necessarily reflected if you were to, I don't, I don't want to overstate it now. If you come yeah, to yeah. see me play, you might be like, whoa, <laughs> I thought you were at least a hobbyist. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, in terms of the joy that one can pull out of that endeavor, I think it's just amazing at that level. And I'm, I'm a big believer. And now I haven't read the article, but correct me if I'm, have you read it? Or yeah, you, okay, yeah, yeah. so correct me if I'm wrong, but I can already kind of guess what he's saying is, is he's talking about this trend towards specialization that's starting with our youth where it's just like if you have got an extreme skill level or you've got it in your family you've got access to a special field or special right. instrument then you pursue it otherwise it's like don't do anything and like don't be a generalist be a specialist this right kind i mean of trend. The, the subtitle of the article is the pursuit of excellence has infiltrated and corrupted the world of leisure which i think is a very interesting mm, thing that joke. and and i think that is a really great point you know uh, I have a couple of hobbies. I like to, uh, I mean, I, have, I like food and, and wine and beer, and that's definitely become a hobby. Like I would... F&B, F&B. It's, um, it's not just like something I do casually. Like I, I, I research yeah. and I, I love to go to restaurants and I love food and all that stuff. Foodie. I'm a foodie, yeah. And, uh, but I play tennis as well, and I've, yeah. I've played golf in the past, although I haven't played golf much since I had kids. Um, and for me, you know, it's funny because I approach them the same way pretty much that I approach the piano, just, you know, as far as like, I really enjoy learning and I really mm. enjoy growth. And in a way, those things are almost more fun because it does, I don't really have skin in the game. I'm never right. going to be a professional tennis player. Probably not. I don't know. I still have hopes for the don't US Open. Don't yourself off, man. One day. I'm, I mean, a couple of years. <laughs> but uh, no, but you McEnroe's know. McEnroe's on the downswing and you're still on the upswing. <laughs> That's so right. In a lot of ways. I've been saving my knees just for this right, right time. But uh, <laughs> no, like, so like learning about tennis and, and perfecting my game and, and working on it is really fun because I can see growth and it doesn't, you know, it's, uh, it's not there to feed my family. It's just something right. I do just for my own enjoyment. So I don't take it that seriously. Although if you, again, if you saw me on the court, you might say you take it a little too seriously. But uh, the piano, I, I think we, we get professionals, uh, while it can be a little more intense, it's also, I think, probably more satisfying in the end because it is like, um, you're, you're, that's the real deal. Like, you, yeah. you know, you, you have skin in the game. Yeah. You know, there's no mess you, you, Your kids may not eat if you, uh, if yeah. you aren't taking it seriously enough. <laughs> Yeah, and you're not you're not faking the funk like you. It, you have it, a confidence. It matters. Yeah. yeah, and so there. I think the but not that you know uh, my hobby of tennis is is like I said any like less <laughs> important to me weirdly. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean as far as learning about it and and getting better. 
but it's just a different vibe. And I, I think, you know, for us, I know we have musicians, we have pro musicians, like we have really good pro musicians that listen and are members of Open Studio. And we have people who, you know, are just learning how to play, you know, their first instrument. So yeah. we have the whole gamut here of, of folks. Yeah, and I really don't think, I've never been a, um, you know, a big believer in making a, a demarcation point, you know, or any kind of line between professional and amateur or professional and hobbyist in the world of music because, you know, we both know some so-called amateur musicians in that their vocation is something else yeah. and they only play for fun, so to speak, that are better than some professional working musicians sure. as well. Yeah. So like in terms of like the level, and that's not even to speak to your interaction and love of the music and, and stuff. So I've never made that that hard of a line with that. And even like, I always remember there was a great, anyone from New Orleans that was around in the 90s will remember this. There was a great, and I'm, I mean, it's just horrible, I'm forgetting his name, his real name, but everyone knew him as Beer Man. Like literally <laughs> this guy was Beer Man. He was like, he was, uh, uh, I mean, he must have been like mid-20s. He wasn't super young as an athlete, but he used to drive the delivery truck for Budweiser to like the Saints training facility for the New Orleans Saints football team. And um, so he kind of knew, and then he had something else, like he had played football some in college, but he was small. Like I remember he was like maybe five foot eight, 160 pounds, yeah. five seven maybe even. Wow. You know, really good athlete and kind of had been around the game, but it was from New Orleans and he was just kind of working and loved the sport, but he stayed in shape and sort of being out there and access to the training facility, he found out when they were going to have like walk on, like kind of unofficial training, like when all the rookies showed up and yeah. he sort of was kind of around there and started throwing the ball with some of them and, and got a, um, a tryout basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then he ended up, they kind of called him in the, he didn't make the team, but they called him in the, he was still driving the, he was a beer man yeah. driving the truck. Yeah, yeah. They called him in the middle of the season. They had like some injuries and he came out and like for the, the first kickoff, he was like special teams, you know, like the last person and they needed him. So he's doing like a kickoff return. His very first one, he ran it back for a touchdown oh my goodness. against like green Bay or something. Oh my goodness. And then the next one, he ran back like 50 yards and like he had a passion for the game like, was he professional? Yeah, they were paying him at that point. Oof. But, I mean, it's like that just shows you, like, the line between a, a hobby and a professional. That can, that can, you know, was he any different of an athlete than he was a couple of weeks before? Not really, just he, he did luck or got, had the opportunity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, his connection and passion for the game was so strong that then there was a luck part about him driving this beer truck by the place. Totally, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that, that, you know, when you speak about your passion for other things, so-called hobbies, it's not about the professional or not. And I, I know that we both derive, and a lot of people derive joy out of a hobby in that you don't have some of the things of the professional, you know, business world kind of getting in the way. You can just... Like, you can pursue your love of tennis without ever having to be like, man, how am I going to make money? Do I need to teach tennis? Do I need <laughs> yeah. to buy it? Do I need to hustle somebody? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, it's uh, funny. It's pure. There's a purity there. I was talking to a friend of mine who has worked as a tennis pro, uh -huh. and he was like, he's like, man, I never want to do that again. It made me not really enjoy tennis for a while. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. didn't want to. You were on the court all day or whatever. Right. And then you, the last thing you want to do is, like, go play tennis. Right, <laughs> right, right. And I was like, yeah, I, feel, I've, I mean, I've had, like, you know, when I was younger, I did a teaching gig at a you know, big box music store or whatever. And I yeah. really just did not enjoy teaching jazz piano that much. And like to people who didn't really care about it. Right, you know, right, right. But like, I, I see where this, like, you know, sometimes being a professional can sort of, and we know professionals who have had the joy straight sucked out of them. Yeah. 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 Most, most are in it for the right reasons and, are, right. you know, but yeah. And then there's, you know, like you said, there's amateurs who are, 
who are on that line, I mean, professional amateurs is, is very vague, especially in music, because so many people with other jobs can just do gigs, right. you know? And, uh, but yeah, there's, there are amateurs who have a ball yeah. I see on gigs, and I'm like, man, yeah. that, that looks I'll, like fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Beer Man is Michael Lewis. The, the, the joys of the internet is I put into Google as you were just talking Beer Man Saints. Perfect. And he comes up like right away, a whole profile on Michael Lewis. That's awesome. And uh, he was actually born in 71. Yeah, as I remember he was not super, it wasn't like he was a 19-year-old or yeah. 20-year-old at this time. Uh, but he was probably like mid-20s. That's awesome. Um, yeah, five foot eight. There we go. But anyway, so I, I think just to the point of the article of what I'm imagining it to, this whole thing of like, pursuing things only if you're great at them or you're talented like i actually hate that especially with young people yeah, yeah. like i'm so against that because you know what it is i think people think because you have more access to sort of data or supposed data on on um and and you know this gets muddled up a lot in the in the music world in the arts world and and the the sports world because these are high stakes areas yep. that people want to be in they're super competitive yep. and people think that you can grade music in the way that you can athletics but I think it's a similar, and obviously you can't, you know, I mean, you're like, oh, he's a 97 at, the, at that solo. <laughs> no, he was a 94. What are you talking about? Well, Joshua Redman beat Chris Potter today, four to five, four to three. In the, yeah. But I mean, I think just the, 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 on the, the even deeper level of looking at young people and saying they're talented in music, they're talented in st science, STEM. What's the new thing? STEM. Yeah. And then, do you know about STEAM? I know yeah, about yeah, STEAM. Yeah, STEM. I mean, all this, I mean, I love the more inclusive, like, let... Because, I mean, we, the, you're going to get labeled in life, but label yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if, if you want to be a musician and, and everyone's like you're tone deaf or whatever, don't let them suck the joy out of it for you, I think. Totally true. I mean, you know, look, if you're going to be Mozart or, or LeBron James or, or um, you know, Stephen Grappelli, uh, there's a trio for you there. S Stephen Curry. <laughs> Stephen Curry, <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. It's, you're you're going to have to, somebody's have to fight harder against that happening to you than not. I mean, like the sport, the music, the, the muse or whatever is going to find you. Yep. And, and, and you're going to, the cream will rise to the top, as we say. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's just one part of it. And, and, and uh, you know, from it, in, within music and other fields, whenever I've been around people that are at just the top of their fields, I mean, I'm talking about the, the LeBron James of, of different fields. I've never been around LeBron. But, you know, their actual skill level in most of these things is not, it's very high and they're amazing, but it's not that different than the others around them than you would think. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And I think we've seen that with great jazz musicians and stuff. I mean, like Nicholas Payton, someone I've been around a long time and he's younger than me, just a little bit, but I look at him as like an old master or something because he's so good. But we can all play with him too. I mean, he's not yeah, like so yeah. good that he's like, oh, I have to find some robots to work with. You, know? you, you can't even hear the music I'm playing. Yeah. You won't hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you won't hear it. So um, that's great. Well, Rob, thanks for the really uh, great question. Thanks for sharing the insightful article. Uh, check that out. Again, the name of the article is, it's an opinion piece called In Praise of Mediocrity uh, in the New York Times. Yeah. Really, really fun read, especially if you By are. By Tim Wu. A hobbyist of anything. If you're a hobbyist or a, or an enthusiast of anything, it's it's fun. To I love this image on it too. Yeah, isn't that in great? the opinion, man, they've they've been getting some some slick images, man, on the yeah. opinion section. I agree. Good. Well. Cool. Until next time, you'll hear it.